Welcome to our show. So we made it to the last uh, month of the year and the last quarter, and we are entering into a brand new year and holiday season. And so I wanted to talk to you tonight a little bit about building boundaries and how important it is. Now, for some people, boundaries is very difficult. I I find that in my work, a lot of people have issues building boundaries with families. And it's It's normal to struggle with building boundaries, especially because a lot of us have been assigned roles in our family. And so whether it's gender roles that we have to deal with in the way people see us and and what our responsibilities are in our families, whether it's birth order, whether it's uh, our financial status in the family or education status in the family, there's a level of expectation that happens to us as people when we are born into these entities called family. And we don't usually get to pick them initially. But as adults and as um, people who are in the process of engaging in healing, we do have a responsibility to ourselves to decide who we want to be, how we want to be seen in our families, and what roles we will and won't play. And one major key to changing those things in families is by setting boundaries. And um, so I have a few steps, uh, about five steps that I want to share to you today about how to enforce boundaries with your family. And the reason that I focus so much on family around this time of the year, because obviously there are holidays coming and it can be very difficult this time of year for a lot of people dealing with families and dealing with their friends and dealing with um, high stress relationships amount around this time. And so I decided today that this is the show that I wanted to do. So the first thing um, I will say in building boundaries is you have a right to choose what behaviors you accept in your life. We all have that family member that we've made excuses for where we say, oh, you know how uncle so-and-so is or you know how sister so-and-so is. And we have a right to not participate in family dysfunction. We have a right to not participate in relationship dysfunction, no matter, you know, in what form in our lives that shows up. And so we can decide what we want to engage in and we can limit access to um, ourselves and limit access to BS or limit access to dysfunction when it comes in our circle in any form. And so um, you have a right to engage or you have a right to choose what behaviors you accept. And it is okay to put limits on people in your life. I remember speaking to a client of mine about a friend that she has that she feels takes from her emotionally and she takes from her creatively and she doesn't deposit anything into her life. And what she told me uh, through our work, one of the things that she discovered and became a revelation to her was that she had to start prefacing and mentally preparing for conversations with this client, this person. And she had to mentally start deciding how much of her time and how much of the conversation she was going to allow that person and how much she was going to speak to that person on a weekly basis when there was a need or necessity. And I mean, 
I don't know if if you have somebody in your life like that, but I know that I have had people in my life that I've literally had to like limit exposure to. Not that I didn't love them, but because of the mental and emotional strain that it took on me once I engaged with them in the ways that they wanted me to, instead of engaging with them in a way that made me feel comfortable. So I had to like limit exposure and engagement with some of those people. And for me, honestly, some of those people are still family members. Um, But a lot of them are, you know, not really friends, but people that I deal with. The second tip that I would say is to manage your expectations. Everybody comes to us with their own level of challenges, with their own positivity, with their own negativity, with their history, trauma, and things that they've learned to deal with, our skills they've acquired over the years to deal with life as it comes. And so because of that, There are a lot of people that we deal with who have limitations. And while, as I just said, you don't have to put up with everything that is presented in front of you, you also have to manage uh, your expectations and what behaviors you expect from someone. So I think I may have covered this before with my my dad. My dad was challenged with a lot of behaviors. He would say he was going to come and get me and then didn't show up. And so I knew that he was very inconsistent. So when it came to him being a granddad with my son, I would have to limit the access that he had to my son when it came to him telling my son he was going to do something and breaking promises. I remember that heartbreak that I had as a child when he wouldn't show up, when he said that he would. And I really didn't want that to be revisited onto my son. So I would make sure that he didn't do those things. But I also... It also wasn't fair for me to expect him to do things that I knew he had a track record of not doing, right? Um, You know, we all heard hurt people hurt people. We've all heard, you know, when somebody tells you who they are the first time you believe them. So for for me, what I had to do was just kind of manage my expectations on who I thought, on what I knew for, for a fact he was capable of doing and not judging him on who I wished he was by taking him at at face value. So what we have to learn to do is see people for who they are, love them for who they are, take them as they are and not expect them for to do or be something that they aren't. Because what ends up happening is that we break our own hearts every single time that we do that. And so um, that's the second thing. The, the third thing is define the content of your relationships. And these are not in any particular order. For me, I had to um, process of improving the relationships that I had. I had to decide what I wanted from the people that I have in my life and what I was willing to give up to have the relationships that I have in my life and what my requirements were. I think that we all walk into a situation with a a level of expectation, whether we just want somebody to respect us, whether we want somebody to value us, whether we want somebody to reciprocate our attention, whether we want somebody to um, do something specific for us. We need to know exactly what we're looking for in the relationship, define it very specifically, 
or allow the other person to define it specifically so you know the parameters of what each of you expect in the the level of engagement that you guys participate with. For example, um, I have a client that I was discussing. She was challenging, having a challenging relationship with her sister. And she was saying, oh, well, I don't know how to connect with her and I don't know how to engage with her. And I was like, ask. Right. Maybe sisterhood for her or maybe feeling validated as in your sisterhood means that you guys go out to dinner once a month or you guys hang out once a week or you go get your nails done or you guys speak to each other twice a week. Like whatever that thing is that you guys decided is the thing that you guys are going to do to strengthen your sisterhood is what you should be engaging in. But each one of you guys should have a conversation surrounding what that looks like. And for some of you guys, that conversation may not be just joyous things. They also may be limitations, right? Around finances and around access and around phone calls and around um, money and household things and when they will come by and those kinds of things. Like, you know, there's a big rule in my family Um, And I don't know, it's kind of like an unwritten rule where we don't give out anybody's phone numbers. So if somebody wants somebody else's phone numbers, I don't give it out. I call the person and I say, hey, you know what? So-and-so called, they're looking for you. You should give them a call. Or I'll tell the the family member, listen, um, I can't give you so-and-so's phone number, but if you like, I will give give her yours or him yours or whatever. And I don't know when that became or why that became a thing in my family, but it just is. And I roll with it. I roll with it and I'm actually okay with it. Um, So, you know, just kind of knowing what the limitations are to those relationships. The fourth thing is, um, which I covered, I touched a little bit on, is you have a right to choose your role in the family. So you don't have to always be the peacemaker. You don't have to have to always be the responsible one. You don't have to always be... Um, the reliable one. You don't have to always be the one that everybody comes to for advice and for money and for whatever. Because at some point, when we take on these roles that are assigned to us, that we are uncomfortable being in, what happens is, is that we burn out and we feel used and we feel unappreciated and we feel undervalued and we don't feel like we're getting what we want from the relationship because there's always this added pressure and responsibility to do and be and give in a way that we don't want to. And there are some times when you're the, you know, the one that everybody comes to tell their problems to. You don't feel like it's reciprocated. You don't feel like you have somebody to go to when you have that um, that situation. So you can you can put your happiness first and you can define who you are in your relationship rather than allowing other people to give that to you. And what I will say about roles is um, especially when you're in, enforcing boundaries surrounding roles is that people get very comfortable with you being who it benefits them for you to be. And I'm going to say that again. People get very comfortable with you being who they benefit from you being. And so takers take and users use and givers give. And usually takers always find finds a giver. 
And so you can decide whether you want to be a giver or a taker or a giver and taker or receiver. I like receiver better because, I mean, I don't really feel like I'm a taker, but I will receive some of the things that I put out. And so you can decide whether you want to be a giver or a receiver. And um, you also should be aware of the takers if you are a giver, because that's really, truly a thing. Okay. Um, I don't know what the last one is. And the last tip that I would give is very, very simple. It is to accept what is. You know, we're going to all have those family members who are challenged, who have mental illness, who have physical illness, who are suffering from trauma, drug abuse, dysfunction, and you are going to kill yourself. And you're going to die of disappointment if you continue to hope that they are different from who they are. And you can love them just as they are. And you can enjoy them through the holiday season as best you can. And you can express your feelings for them. And you can also acknowledge that their life is in their hands and they have free will to do with it as they please and you can love them and still not watch or not have a front row seat for the mess. I'm going to say this again. We all have family members and we all have our own challenges and there comes a time when you have to, to love people for exactly who they are exactly what they present and exactly what their limitations are and not expect them to do something that they cannot do. And so um, one of the other things that I would say about having boundaries is making sure that they're enforceable, making sure that they have consequences, making sure that you know what your line is and where, what they will and will not cross with you and making sure you are vocal enough to engage them in the process of knowing that this is what my limits are. This is what I will and won't require from you. And if you're not able to meet me where I need to be met, and if you're not re- ready to engage me in a way that makes me feel comfortable and, and let me know what your requirements are, there will be consequences. And sometimes the consequences may have to be limiting contact, may have to be limiting access, and they may have to be you removing yourself from a situation. You can remove yourself from the situation. And to me, I think that that's the last resort. I hate not speaking to my family members. I hate not, you know, being able to call and check up on them and say, hey, you know what? Hi, I'm thinking about you. I love you. But you know what? Sometimes, sometimes you have to cut the cancer out. And sometimes you have to engage at the level of your understanding and if you're not able to do these things on your own to utilize the skills necessary to do them because there's sometimes family guilt sometimes there's family responsibility I'm here to tell you that you can choose to do things differently and if you don't know how to do that a therapist or a counselor or a 
psychiatrist or a spiritual counselor, whoever you choose to go to, can that can help you gain and utilize these skills, do it. Because today is the day that you should be able to make a change to improve the quality of your loving relationships. There's no time like the present. Okay? So this has been another show, another episode of Black Therapist Podcast, and I hope that you've enjoyed it. Be well. And I didn't take her side. I took my mother's side. And so in the conversation that I had with him yesterday, it kind of helped me rethink like well, I've kind of been mad at her all these years for something that she and I really didn't have any interactions with I should probably let that go and so I actually said a prayer I mean she passed away but I actually said a prayer um because I've said some really mean things about her to other family members over the years it's not funny but um it really started me to think about taking more of an active role in why I have the negative feelings that I have about certain family members. And if there's, if it's at all possible that I can look at them through a lens of empathy, because usually hurt people hurt people. And so if there's somebody in your life or somebody in your circle or somebody in your family who has done something that has negatively impacted you or in some way emotionally hurt you, hurt your feelings or broke your heart, please, 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 before the holidays come, think about how a hurt that they may have gone through could have contributed to them doing what it is that they did to you. And if you can, without discussion, let it go. Just just release it to the 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 sky. Um set some boundaries. Make have a little, you know, come to Jesus meeting with, with yourself and think about how it is and um, what is required of you for you guys to move forward in the relationship. Make sure if you're making boundaries, your boundaries have consequences. And if they cross the line of those boundaries, you decide and enforce how you will no longer tolerate certain behaviors in your lives. Now, I'm not saying forgive somebody that did something to you that, you know, was extreme, extreme. And I don't even want to like put a name to it or a thought to it because you can forgive anybody for anything if that's in your heart and on your mind to do. However, um, there are some things that I think are unforgivable that I will keep to myself. And so and so whatever your whatever your bottom is or whatever your um, your deal breaker is. It is what it is, but just make sure that you're able to kind of articulate those things to that person and let them know, listen, I can't mess with you because of X, Y, Z, 
but I'm happy you're here or I'm glad that you're okay. You don't got to do it over the the dinner table, but just kind of let them know, you know, where you stand. But if there is room in the situation for you to be introspective and for you to think about how you may have contributed to the situation, do that. If there's room for you to think about what that person might have possibly done or been going through or the hurt that may have impacted whatever decision it is that they made that impacted you in a negative way, forgive them, pray about it if you have to, talk about it if you have to, and let it go. Because sometimes we have to have the understanding to give somebody and forgive somebody for something that they never asked forgiveness for. But that doesn't mean you have to be a doormat. And that doesn't mean that you have to open yourself up and open your heart up and open your, your, your mind up and open your home up for disappointment, betrayal and hurt to come again. Again, this is like a working list of some of the things that I'm personally going to be um, applying <laughs> to my up- upcoming family functions and how I deal with certain people um, because I don't want to isolate myself from family. I love the holidays and I actually love being around family. And so um, there's no like list of things that you need to do or that you should do but these are things that I'm definitely going to be doing myself as the holidays approach if at all possible and a therapeutic intervention is something that you want to do between here and your um, upcoming holiday season go on psychology today go on google Go on my website and find yourself a therapist if you have to work through um, these issues because you cannot outrun family. It is what it is. You are who you are. And there are some people that you're just going to have to be like, you know what? That's how so-and-so is. But in order to deal with them, you have to put yourself in the mental space, in an emotional space to deal with them in a way that doesn't exacerbate the situation. And so my goal, especially for 2017, but for 2018 and beyond, is to have the best relationships that I can with the people that I love, no matter how limited they are, no matter how they're wired no matter what their personalities are or their personality issues are or whatever their issues are or whatever their stuff is if I love you I love you and there's no middle ground with me and so um it takes a while for me to open up my heart but family is something that I do hold sacred and so for the people that are listening who don't have family a family is who you choose Sometimes sometimes we don't have the benefit of having great relationships with the family that we were born into. But you can also try to focus on mastering the relationships that you have with the people you invite into your family circle. And so for this 
Thanksgiving, I'm actually going to be spending time with one of my girlfriends that I've had for a number of years and her family. And I'm really looking forward to spending that time with them because I like watching their family dynamics and actually not having to be involved in it. Um, and we, we, these issues that, or the, the things that I've suggested today are things that she and I have been talking about leading up to her family holiday, but also there are things that we've been discussing in terms of like me dealing with my family. And so I hope that this, um, this show hits whoever needs it. And I hope that this is helpful for those who are struggling with their relationships with their families. But if you are having those kinds of struggles, a professional can definitely help you sort some of those things out. And I'll tell you right now, as somebody who had the blessing of reconciling with my dad before he left this earth, thank God. And um, I'm in the process of healing some of my other relationships that are fractured um, in my life. And, and even if it's open a crack, even if it's just a slither of light coming through, if you have the proper tools and if the other person has the desire to have a relationship with you, Little strides mean a lot. And so this has been another episode of Black Therapist Podcast. And you can subscribe or like or share or whatever. Catch us up on our social media and be well.